Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer, 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The fan sponsored by Young Express. Being joined now by Tim Dillard, Ballet Sports Wisconsin Brewers analyst. He's brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they pay cash for your gold. Visit them in Greenfield at 76th and Layden or their new location in Brookfield, roberthackdiamonds.com. Tim, first things first, uh, write a story uh, talking about the fact that uh, the Brewers uh, here in the last couple of weeks or so have decided to put games uh, into their clubhouse to build chemistry and bonding like ping pong and games like that. Uh, I, I guess it's not the first time I've heard of there being a ping pong table in a locker room. I remember Ray Allen was a big ping pong player back in the day. I think J.J. Hardy was a big ping pong player back in the day for the Brewers uh, as well. But to be in September and to be talking about bonding and team chemistry seems a little uh, weird to me, I guess, this late in the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this stuff has kind of been going on. I think now they're just trying to make it more um, official. Like, hey, we're going to take this little basketball game on the road. Because here's the thing. You come up to the minor leagues, you don't really have a whole lot of room to explore and stuff to do, so you kind of come together. There's people always playing cards. Uh, and then you get to the big leagues, and it's, there's so much room, you kind of just go sit in your locker, and then when smartphones you know, everyone had one. You just get in your locker, look on your phone, and you kind of get disconnected in that way, and you only see guys when you're out playing catch with them. Or, <laughs> you know, that can, that can happen. So I think, for whatever reason, the leadership in that clubhouse said, you know what, we're, we're going to get the phones down and we're going to start playing some games. So this isn't uncommon. Um, I think it's strange how it's become to the forefront in September. <laughs> I don't know right. why that's a big deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, baseball is hard. It's a hard game, and if you don't know how to not think about it, all you're going to ever do is think about it, right? You're going to take it home. You're going to, it's going to be with you at night. It's going to be with you in the morning. So this is just a way to get your mind off the game. You know, the one thing that us in the media, I guess, have given uh, Craig Council credit for uh, over the years, and now I'm second-guessing whether or not that should have been done or not, uh, has been you know his ability to kind of you know get a team to gel together and get that chemistry right. Uh, and playing, you know, the best baseball in September and, and having good clubhouses along the way. Maybe it doesn't happen every year, but in most scenarios, it feels like councils had that magic touch. Uh, for you, how critical is a manager to having good clubhouse chemistry and having a team playing together as a unit? I think the best thing you can get from a manager, and I think Craig Council does this well from what I've heard and what I've seen and just what I know about him, is just transparency. Just can't have anything fall through the cracks. It's all about... You know, why, why would, if, if there's an issue, let's just address it and get it out of the way. It's not a big deal. So when you have that kind of clean air in the clubhouse, you, there's a lot of freedom there, a lot of freedom to grow and cultivate relationships. So 
if that's what it's about, I mean, these guys are doing life together for seven months. You got a month of spring training, got six month season, hopefully postseason. Um, you got to learn to love the guys and you don't get this far in baseball without knowing how to befriend anybody in this game, no matter their background or where they come from or whatever their attitude is. You just learn to love guys. And the way to do that um, is to create an environment where that can happen. I think Craig Council brings that to the forefront, and he always talks about staying connected. We talk about uh, the Cardinals series coming up uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers as we record this on Tuesday afternoon, a bullpen day uh, coming up uh, for the Brewers against the Cardinals, one of which I hate seeing. I don't like bullpen days against rivals, and but that is what it is based on <laughs> what we have. How did you approach those type of days uh, You know, if you were involved in a bullpen day versus just a regular start? Well, I mean, it's fun sometimes, especially if you're a bullpen guy. It's like, man, you may pitch the first inning, you may pitch the ninth inning. You don't know what's going to happen in this game. But what I'm thinking right here is they got Burns tomorrow. They assume that he's going to go six or seven innings, something like that. And so it's all hands on deck. They're going to push Taylor Rogers and obviously Devin Williams to the eight and nine by starting Bush. Bush has done this before. He's done it five other times this year, all with uh, the Rangers and has had some success. So at least he's familiar with it. But what they're doing is it's a one inning guy. He's a one inning guy and they're going to see how the Cardinals stack their lineup. And then they're going to go accordingly. If they put Brent Suter out there who could throw two or three innings, then they're going to stack their lineup with righties and just kind of take advantage. But here's how I think Craig Council is going to roll with this. I think he's going to do it as like a Tony LaRusa back in the day in the playoffs, right? If you don't, have, if you come in into the game and you don't have the first three batters out, like we're getting somebody up, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, quick. We don't care. We're going to play. Yes, I think that's exact. They're going to do whatever it takes to keep as many runs off that board as they can, and they don't care how many pitchers they use. They're fully stocked, right? Had an off day yesterday. Right. They got an off day after this series. Uh, they have an extra pitcher down there just because it's September. So, yes, absolutely, they should treat this as if you don't get three outs, then let's get somebody going. See, the thing that 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 I guess kind of I, I question, and I, I don't know why it would be this way, but I feel like when the other team knows it's a bullpen day and, and they know who's starting and they know that it's going to be a bullpen day for you, don't you just put your best nine out there? You don't worry about trying to face uh, having a bunch of lefties in the lineup or anything like that. You just put your best nine out there, and however they come in, in whatever order they come in, you just deal with it versus you know trying to stack it up uh, against a right or left-handed pitcher like you would on a normal start? Yeah, I think you just put your guys that are that you would put out there in any normal everyday game that you just want to try to win the game. So there's really no a whole lot of strategic stuff going on. But what it does eliminate is the fact that how are you going to get a scouting report on seven dudes in the bullpen? Right. You, it's hard to do that. It's hard to sit there and say, hey, let's have a meeting. This is the tendency. There is information there, but how are you going to retain all that? So all these hitters are going to fall back on, okay, this is a lefty. This is a righty. You know, maybe get a few tips from the, hey, this is what his slider looks like. This is what he throws in, you know, an 0-2 count. Um, and they're going to roll that way because if you sit there and you try to do you know, get too overloaded with information, uh, it's not, it, it doesn't work. Hitters don't do that. So they're just going to go up there and know that they're going to probably face a different pitcher every single at-bat. Talk with Tim Dillard, Bally Sports uh, Wisconsin uh, Brewers analyst uh, here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I want to switch gears a little bit uh, and talk about uh, the minor leagues, if you don't mind. Jackson Cheerio uh, promoted uh, at 18 years old uh, all the way on up uh, to double A. Now, again, it's for the final week of the season, so forth. He was with the Timber Rattlers 
Uh, he hit 252, had eight home runs, 317 on base, 40, 488 slugging. I remember having conversations with Doug Melvin back in the day when he was here, and he had very strict guidelines that he kind of liked to follow as far as how many at bats each hitter uh, would get from one level to the next before he wanted to move on, how many at bats he'd like to see a hitter get before he brought him up to the major league level, and something along those same lines, probably for uh, pitchers. When you're talking about an 18 year old kid, in uh, being moved up here for the last you know week at Double A, do you feel like this is a rush deal uh, just to to get them you know a week's worth, and maybe they're hoping to get them to Double A next year, or do you really think that that was enough time for this kid hitting two fifty two or whatever uh, for the Timber Rattlers? Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's no reason not to. I mean, who cares, right? The guy is on the radar, and he's a prospect, and he's doing well, good enough to get promoted. So promote him, um, just to see how he handles it, right? Because you. If he goes up there and he dominates, then you look great. If he goes and, you know, he struggles, then it's like, okay, he has experience for next year, right? The season's almost over. Um, I, I think it's a good move. He got himself on the map in uh, at the end of spring training when they were just filling in when the big league club pretty much already left and they had a bunch of guys just kind of filling in the last couple games and he, he put himself on the map. He's a he's an elite talent. So I've, I've seen guys that, you know, are young getting into certain levels and, um, you know, they kind of get overwhelmed at times, but, uh, when you, when you feel like you've been playing this game your entire life and you have the instincts and you've been around some of the guys just your whole life, I mean, this is baseball ingrained. I mean, this is a little bit different than maybe you see in the States where it's, um, yeah, you play on in the summer or you play in high school and they, they play it all the time. So I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see just because this guy has been on everyone's tongue pretty much since the season started. One last thing for you. Something I've not done uh, as a Brewer fan uh, since the Braun, Fielder, Weeks, Hardy deal back in the day when those guys were coming up uh, through the minor league system. I've not been able to have fun with a bunch of potential hitters into a future Brewers lineup, but I did it. Today, uh, the 2024 Brewers lineup, and guys like Sal Fralick, Joey Weimer, Jackson Churio, Mar- uh, Mario Feliciano, Bryce Terang, Garrett Mitchell, I mean, they really right now are getting themselves in a position here in the next year or two to really be able to implement a bunch of young hitters into this lineup if they choose, which I think is a pretty uh, exciting deal from a Brewer fan perspective uh, and probably from an organization perspective that's kind of has been lacking bats for several years. Yeah, got to definitely be excited. And um, what's interesting is they make these moves that are tough to trade to get you know players, but then you're also you're relying heavily on the the draft, uh, you know your scouts and what they're seeing. And they had a plan. They had a plan of like we want athletes that can hit, and I, that's what you're seeing. Not these guys aren't just you know big first basemen that can't move or something like that. These guys can hit. They can run, they can steal bases, and to me, that's exciting baseball. When you have guys that can use all fields, they have power. Uh, you, you talk about four- and five-tool players, That's and, and being six or seven of those that are coming in the next couple years, wow. I mean, it's, it's hard not to be excited about that kind of baseball, especially when you know it's coming. I lied. I got one more that I forgot that I want to ask you. Your thoughts <laughs> on the minor leaguers uh, apparently getting ready to form a union and, and roll with uh, the uh, Major League Bla- uh, Baseball Players Association and how big of a deal that is. Yeah, I haven't seen all the details on that. That's a weird thing because if you start sitting there, I mean, what's the, what's the power of a union, right, if you go on strike? 
So if a bunch of minor leaguers went on strike tomorrow, you know what I'm doing? I'm I'm retiring from broadcasting, and I'm going to go play AAA baseball in Nashville. Look at all those independent <laughs> baseball teams that would yeah. all line up to go play for them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's so many players out there. It's like to think you're a commodity in that way is there's only a couple of those on every, you know, roster all the way down. Everyone else is just kind of filler. I was a filler guy my entire career, but I made it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know the power. I don't know the logistics of how that's going to work. I think it's interesting that right when I retire from the minor leagues, all of a sudden everything gets better. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why that happened, but they're paying like for housing. Uh, they're supposedly they're going to get paid more, and now they're part of the MLBPA. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. But at the same time, the worst thing you could have as far as, like, if I'm in charge of an organization, the worst thing you can have is a, is a bunch of players that just feel entitled uh, to be in the minor leagues. And that, that, that kind of takes away the fight. I don't agree with the pay that the minor leaguers had for so many years. I made the same in rookie ball that my dad did 30 years before. So that needs to be fixed, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed in that regard. But at the same time, if you start giving, I don't know, I don't know, you're going to – the tooth and nail of it is what makes these guys great when they get to the big league. So if you kind of remove that and make it super easy, um, I, I don't know what you're going to get. So okay, I don't know. But, I'm but, waiting well, hold to on a second here. On it. This is good because let's take it for, to a different perspective. Yeah. Let's take it to the name image likeness deal where you have – College quarterbacks getting a million dollars, like Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama. The man's a millionaire before he even gets to the NFL. I mean, surely that's probably going to change some things as well when these college athletes are getting paid big bucks before they even make it to the pros. Well, I think what you're going to find is if these dudes do make a bunch of like millions of dollars for they, I mean, what's the incentive? Right, they can sit there and retire at age twenty. Yep. Like, oh, well, I didn't make it to the big leagues, but I got $5 million. Yep. You know, and you see that. You see that over the years with first-rounders. They'll give a guy $5 million. He plays A-ball, realizes, man, this is really hard, so I'm just going to go home. I've seen it. Uh, so what, what is? You know, you got to be careful giving a bunch of kids money because I, I would do the same thing. You give me $10 million and I'm 20 years old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight to get in the big leagues, and if I don't make it, I'll be like, all right, that's cool, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, I, I think that's very, very likely the case for a lot of these kids. That, that That's how that'll play out. Tim Dillard, we'll talk to you next week. As always, man, always fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sparky. Take care. There he is. Tim Dillard, uh, brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they pay cash for your gold. Visit them in Greenfield at 76 and Layden or their new location in Brookfield, roberthackdiamonds.com. Make sure to check out Tim Dillard, Adam McKelvey, and Brad Ford for the weekly podcast, Brewers Unfiltered. Go to brewers.com right now or simply download it on your Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.